0: hello and welcome to another edition of the archery shack shop talk podcast i'm jeremy i'm tj we're back again and we just heard some breaking news breaking TJ seen it uh john dudley has left hoyt that's something else i can't believe
1: it i, I really can't he's been with him i know a long time a long, what
0: i'm he left for matthews about the mid 2000s what 15 years yeah. now so, we were about to roll camera and tj's like look at this john Dudley. so I, I listened to the end of his podcast for about five minutes sure enough he has left hoyt i don't know where he's going i got two ideas i don't want to say it on here because I, I could be completely wrong but he said he was on announce next week which is this is a weekend the podcast won't come out for a couple of days he may have already announced by the time this comes this out comes out but and we're getting ready to go to ata show so we maybe we'll hear something there yep um mm, 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 mm. that is something else Mm -hmm. I didn't see that. Chris B., if y'all keep up with him on YouTube and stuff, he left Hoyt like two days ago. Mm -hmm. Their vice president, I don't know if he left. I guess he left or got fired. I don't know what happened there. I hadn't researched it. Sounds like something's going on. I remember seeing Bo Junkie posted something, and
1: it was somebody from Easton and somebody, I think it was a sale. uh, VP of sales. VP of sales, and i don't know i I can't remember so don't hold us to that but that's what i think bo junkie had put out something and i was reading in the comments on facebook about that so it's Mm. i mean here we are what four days into the new year and that's man that's a big one
0: that's some big news right there so be curious to see where he ends up at um i'm sure rumors he said next week i mean we're We're recording this on a Saturday, so it could be as early as Monday or Tuesday. I'm sure by the ATA show he'll be, which is middle of next week, he'll be saying where he's at because he'll probably be at that booth or whatever. Speaking of the ATA, um, we're going to have a different... You're listening to this. It's going to be Wednesday morning. It comes out at 6 o'clock on Wednesday morning. We're going to have a different sort of a thing going this week. So, as you're listening to this, we got into Indianapolis last night on Tuesday, and we're in in Indy... um, we're going to be an indie Wednesday when this comes out through Saturday. So what we're going to do to try to keep everybody, um, up to date or whatever on what the new stuff is and what we've seen, we're pretty much going to record a podcast every night. So you'll hear, you'll have this podcast Wednesday morning, Thursday morning. There'll be, uh, a new podcast Friday morning. There'll be a new podcast, um, and then saturday's podcast will come out on wednesday as to yeah follow up to the end of the show yeah. and all that so you'll have a couple of days now also i'm not going to put just because of how we're we're going to like uh we'll be at the ata show all day and then you know we have these meetings with sales reps and all this stuff goes on and we look at new stuff and then we end up eating that evening and getting back to the hotel late so we'll have to do them when we get back to the hotel most likely so i'm only going to put them on the youtube channel i'm not going to try to upload them to all these different things i don't think i am at least um just to save time because i don't want to be up all night trying to get this uploaded knowing we're going to get up semi-early and be back at the convention center so it'll probably after this one the next two or three that i'm talking about will probably just be on be on uh youtube and then we'll have another one as usual next wednesday and it'll be our little wrap-up ata podcast but and all these will be unedited as far as... Yeah, we're just going to roll film, yeah, do a podcast, and hit stop most likely um, so that it don't take hours and hours and hours like it normally does for it to process and upload and do this and do that. So we'll just see. I, in other words, we ain't promising quality, or video quality-wise that it's going to be the greatest in the world, but we'll definitely be on here telling you about what we've seen and what we've heard and what we've shot and all that stuff. So... We'll do probably between a thirty minute and hour podcast each night, yeah. and then get it uploading for the next morning. So it'll be cool. Uh, the ATA show, you know, we go there for a couple reasons. People always ask these questions, but one, we get a little bit of a discount on stuff we order there. Um, all the manufacturers are there, so you know, it gives us a discount, so we can pass on discounts type thing. Two we get to see all the stuff. Bows we carry, bows we don't carry, sights we carry, don't carry. All the stuff, we can handle it, shoot it, look at it, test it. That way, you know, even if we don't have it in this shop, uh, a guy can come in and we can say, yep, we shot it. We worked on it. We did whatever. Here's what we think. It's good. It's bad. It's okay. And then third for me is it just gets me excited for the archery year because this time of the year, it's just kind of like uh, you know we're, we're after the busy season we got through Christmas and now we're just kind of getting into tournament season so it kind of gives me a boost of I'm excited about archery and everything all this new stuff's coming out so that's why we go every year uh, it's in Indianapolis this year so like I say as you're listening to this we are probably there and getting ready to do put out more of them but That'll be fun. To
1: add to that, I'm going to throw my question out before we get into our <clears throat> newly added storytelling. Mm. Um, like I said, you're listening to this as we're at the show, but what new products would y'all like for us to look at at the show? You know, what are... Yeah. And hey,
0: if you... If you see something, yeah, let us know. Here's what happens. This thing is so big, it takes two and a half days to cover it, you know, so... There will be new products that we miss, you know, because there's mm-hmm. so much stuff we're trying to take in and see and I was talking to all these reps and all this stuff's going on. So, like, the text number for the shop is 843-560-9898. Text that number, or you can even email archeryshack at gmail.com because I'm, you know, checking my phone a good bit here and there. So if you see something cool, text us because we may miss it. Make sure we see it because I've, I've got back to the hotel before and brought up Archery Talk and they'll be talking about, I remember when the Garmin site came out, I had walked right past the Garmin booth because I thought I don't need to look at, um, GPS or anything like that. And there was a dang site that I'd completely missed. So somebody had posted about it and I went back the next day and made sure I scoped it out. So stuff like that helps. Yes. Yeah, um, so, and know. there's a couple of us going, so hopefully we're going to try to, spread out make sure we can see everything and that type of deal but there just text us if you see something everybody's talking about i'd greatly appreciate it and uh yeah. we can we can get to it and possibly cover it on our little podcast thing we're going to do from the from the room but uh and you can also send us a message on facebook on mm-hmm. on our shop page at the archery shack yeah yeah there's a thousand ways to get a hold of us but
1: the facebook page and the text line will probably be the two biggest ways to get a hold of us yeah
0: and again that's 843-560-9898 but yeah that'll that'll get it straight to us and we can look at it or check it out or whatever we need to do so that'll be cool i'm looking forward to a couple of things last chance has got some secret device they keep sending out <laughs> blurry picks pictures of um That's probably the one thing I'm just, they got my nerve shot because I don't know what it is. George Riles is doing some arrow building things in their booth. So I'm thinking it's something to do with arrows, but you never know. We know that bloodline has got some kind of new string machine. We want to look at. Um, We've heard rumors that Brownell is going to, they went out of business, but that somebody else bought them out and they're going to be there, I think. So a bunch of cool stuff should be happening. And uh, of course we've, We get to meet with all the factory people from like prime that we talk to on the phone all the time and get to see them face to face once a year. So that's cool and bear and everybody else. So it'll be a good time. Yes, it will. I'll try to get probably once we get back, we'll do our little podcast stuff while we're there and y'all ask questions and that type of thing. But I'll, I'll get little short video clips and stuff and putting together some kind of little video when we, once we get back of. What always seen, you know, because you never know what. The, two years ago, this big robot thing came out, blowing compressed air at yep. people that was eight foot tall, and the T Rex. Yeah, there's a Reinhardt T Rex that walks around that's about ten foot tall, and there's eighteen wheeler tanks, glass tanks that you shoot bowfish and stuff down. I mean, there's just all kind of stuff that you'd never see. So we'll try to bring y'all along with us, and uh, hopefully let you see some stuff think we got some questions from the last podcast people texted and and facebooked in T- T- Bob's gonna bring them up and you don't want to talk about any stories oh stories let's talk about ata stories well
1: i had i wrote down a couple because here in a couple months the reinhardt is coming back to uh, homer georgia again mm-hmm. um remember the first year we rolled up and they had the giraffe when you come in it was under the the bridge right there
0: yeah, so there's like a. It's not an interstate, but it's a major highway that had two bridges with two lanes on them apiece Um, that went down through there in the draft. You could see off of the bridge, you know. And uh, we you get tell, there, yeah.
1: And we get there, and when you go to register, somebody was freaking out, and they're like, "The cops are on the way. The cops are on the way." we have no clue what's going on and come to find out somebody had thought the zoo was in town or the circus was in town mm-hmm. and they had lost a giraffe and called the cops and told them where they could find the giraffe, and so the r100 people end up having to call in and say no it's a target yeah. we're
0: having a 3d shoot yeah and that's no joke the r100 people was one of those guys is the one that was telling us <laughs> i mean that's something else and then This one happened,
1: we didn't get to go this past year, but we went the year before, and they opened it up on Friday. Well, Mm -hmm. we was able to shoot the African course, and that's where your giraffes and all your exotic targets are that you don't shoot. Well, they switched it up, they put the giraffe out in the field like the third or fourth target. Mm. Well, if you've shot an R100, you know with the giraffe, they normally have an eight or ten foot A-frame ladder that you climb up and pull your airs with. No ladder. There was no ladder. And so we shoot and everything. And, you know, we're thinking, you know, this Joker is what, 62 yards or something like that from us. And we're sitting there, yeah, we'll be able to. I mean, I'm six foot four and I'm like, I should, with my arm span, I should be able to reach up and grab him, Mares. Oh, no. Boy, was I wrong. And it just went downhill from there. We were shooting with a guy and we was like, okay, we. Flipping a tried, coin, who's yeah. gonna get
0: on somebody's shoulder? We tried to get his boy up there. He couldn't get him out. Then they just—they were like, "You're the littlest one of us all." And I'm like, "I'm a 230 pounder. I'm not small." They about broke my femur, but I ended up getting up there and uh, I got him out. But my leg hurt the rest of the day. I went to go sideways, and y'all, that guy in particular, he grabbed like my whole leg and just scratched it back straight. And I was like, "Good God, man!" But <clears throat> it was something else. Oh, man. I was gonna tell one more story. The first year, Mikey went with us. We got to get him on here. Yeah, we do. To the ATA. <clears throat> we got to Louisville, Kentucky that year, and got to the hotel, and he looks at me and says, "I didn't. I left my wallet at home." And oh, I said, man. "Mikey Johnson, we are in Louisville, Kentucky, and you don't have a wallet." And he said, "No, I don't have a wallet." So we had to we had to make do with what he had. But there's always something going on. You never know what would be going on when we go on these trips. So no, it's a good time yes it is anyway we got some questions that t bob has got over there yep we'll see what y'all are coming up with this week
1: well the first question we got comes from the texture in the 864 is have y'all shot the chinese bows yet and what are your thoughts i've shot
0: one of them and it was a lookalike matthews bow and the guy said he got it brand new off of like ebay or amazon or whatever for like 400 bucks it looked like a chill and looks wise it really looked just like it but man that thing vibrated and it was awful it was an awful shooting bow now i've heard and i actually want to look at them the um the die bow i guess is how you say it they're being imported oh. into the united states through 30-06 out and i've heard rumors that they shoot pretty good and they look like a mixture of a matthews and an elite somebody put on there like matthews and elite had a baby but uh they're gonna actually have them at the show and i want to shoot them because they are substantially cheaper Mm -hmm. and i know they're not made in the united states but i've already noticed on my um facebook where a couple shops are already carrying them so and i'll say this is i'm as united states as it comes but it seems like customers that come in they whatever's cheaper is what people buy uh that's been the big trend here lately just um, they don't care whatever's cheaper is what they buy so I, i'm not saying we're going to stock them or anything like that but i'm curious to shoot one yeah, i will say that just to see
1: what they feel like and what they look like and but we don't i think we've seen that one yeah i mean there's another one i think on so we've, seen,
0: we've seen two the one he's yeah. got one of them and it yeah. but it's like a it's a lower end meant to be bow. You know, I think you got yeah. it for like 200 bucks. It's sort of, it puts you in the mind of a mixture of a diamond and maybe a mission bow. Yeah. And it shoots rough, but we put new strings on it. The strings on it were awful. Yeah. And it, it was okay. But for a $200 bow, it was okay. Yeah. But
1: so, you know,
0: anyway, that's what I think. I don't know. You know, it just makes me wonder as far as like a warranty, you're probably screwed. You will send it back to China, but I guess, I don't know. We'll just see where that, goes from here next
1: question comes in from the texture from the 910 and this is a good question
0: what's a bow you wish you still had that's a good one um think well there's really two of them but i'm glad that i kept my first matthews bow a feather max i still got it won't get rid of it i wish i'd have kept i had a brown and micro Midas that was my first real compound bow i wish i'd have kept it um and then that, i had a matthews q2 that i shot great and really loved i should have never got rid of it but um i'd really like to have that brown and Micromidas again just because it was sort of my i had a bow before that but it was just a kind of a junkie whatever i wish i had them all but that brown Micromidas would have been the one to keep what about you i
1: think mine would be my matthew switchback that i had yeah um i don't know that just i could shoot that switch back it felt good to me
0: me and it clicked so it just that's the one i wish i had back An internment tournament boat i mean i don't i could buy another one of these tomorrow but i know when i had that first year psc supra ext bow i really meant it jive great it was one of the better shooting bows i've ever owned but so. everybody's got one it seems like that they wish they had kept yeah
1: that's that switchback i wish i'd kept but our next question comes in from gene on facebook can a kisser button be causing my left right issues
0: absolutely um a kisser is meant as a anchor point a reference point and that's good but we do see a lot of people come in here that dig their face into it you know and they're putting a lot of facial pressure on that string and you know, ultimately, it's causing the string a left-right movement when you release, and that can cause all kind of problems. So, when I've shot a kisser style button, I always just put one of those little tiny eliminator rubber buttons on there. I just—all you need to do is barely have a reference, a feel. You know, you don't need to have that thing dug into your tooth or something like some of these people do.
1: Oh man, we've had them come in look like a squirrel got a hold of. Yeah,
0: that's no joke. They biting on them. Yeah, they're I mean- snagging them. I mean, it's something else.
1: But. They get draw. I guess they get hungry in the tree stand. They draw back and they chew on their kisser button because I mean, it's looks
0: like a piece of licorice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, absolutely. Don't don't anything pushing into that string is gonna cause trouble. So be careful. There's a new nose button by Bomar. We ordered one and sold it like the next day. Mm-hmm. And it's got these little sharp spikes. I want to call it. It's plastic, but it's little ridges on it to where you pull it back and it touches you on the nose and you kind of get that same reference point. And that's, I thought that was a good idea. A kisser button. I'm not, I've shot them before. I'm not for or against, but I, a lot of people that come in here, I think they use them the wrong way. Like you say, they, they over chewing on them things (laughs) and it ain't really what it's made for. Yeah, They're going to lose a tooth.
1: Okay. Our next question comes in from Jason from Facebook. How much is a
0: chronograph? How much is, um, roughly a little over a hundred dollars for a decent one um now i know they make the one that screws in the stabilizer i don't know how much it is i don't either i did now this has been a few
1: years back i did read on archery talk i think it was or i read on a forum somewhere that i could be completely wrong so don't hold this to me but i think a lot of people said there was a lot of inconsistencies with that one that screwed into the stabilizer really
0: I was just gonna bring it up real quick. I know when it came out and this has been ten plus years ago now, but there was a lot of talk about it, but I hadn't uh and I've I have seen one and tried one and I mean I didn't think it was good or bad. It'd be good for like a at home shop type of thing. Looks like the one I just randomly brought one up on Google. It's one twenty. I don't know if that's the normal one or not. But like a competition electronics regular chronograph is one thirty on Lancaster. There's one as cheap as a hundred bucks. So around a hundred bucks, sometimes you got to buy that light kit that's 30 or 40 bucks extra, but that's pretty much it. It's nice to have, you know, if you've got a little home shop or whatever, it's nice to have a chronograph. Mm-hmm.
1: And our next question come in from the 705. Did y'all hear Pearson closed down?
0: Yeah, that was something else. Yeah, Last year at the ATA, we thought that Pearson, a couple of those bows were some of the better shooting bows there. And we had some boys from Georgia shooting them. I think a couple were even on some sort of pro staff. And I we considered – Pearson was the oldest bow company still left in the United States. So I guess that's no longer true. But, yeah, I read about that, Pat, last week. That is something else. It is, do. And I hate it. I really do. But uh, I guess this, we're getting into those – There's so many companies that's closed down in the last 12 months archery-wise, but we're getting into that, like, you either – survive or you you out of business because i mean you got to social media is everything you know um if you're not out there Pearson, you never heard of you never heard anything about them Mm-mm. if you're not out there putting yourself you know your brand out there i guess is what i'm saying then you're not going anywhere yeah so but yeah we that was i hate it they they had a good good shooting bow and mm-hmm. uh
1: i wish somebody would pick it back up mm-hmm. i mean those those bows I had last year shot real good but we'll see you never know they might but yep who knows our next question comes in from a texter from the 724 i have peep rotation on a new bear bow how do i fix
0: the uh so a lot of the factory strings on these bows are not pre-stretched and they're not really served under tension and those two things generally make it to where there's no peep rotation so you can you can move the loop you can have a shop press it and twist the peep but generally what we see we have people come in that'll buy a cheaper bow uh, or a used cheaper bow or whatever and we'll twist that peep and twist that peep and there's no rhyme or reason it'll go one way it'll go the other way and finally it's like listen you might as well spend the 150 and get a new string on this thing. And then once they finally do, they're like, wow, I should have done this a long time ago because the peep's never moving. So pretty much put a new string, a good string on it. Um, pretty much, I guess any bow, it's hard in general, any bow under about 500 bucks is probably going to have a junk string. And then even the bows more than that may or may not, you know, have a decent string. We had a guy I talked to a couple of days ago, I won't say what brand he had, but he had a, you know, a $1,200 bow. He called in and said, do you know anything I could do? My peep's flipping all over the place. And I said, not really, to be honest with you. He said he'd been twisted it and moved his loop and all this, you know, because if a peep site's not super duper twisted, you can kind of twist that loop around just a tad bit and get it to line back up. But he said, excuse me, he said he was chasing the peep all over the place. And I was like, you probably better off just, getting a new string so that's that's pretty much it you know you want to twist the string is the easiest fix but i would almost guarantee it's not gonna stay there so it keeps twisting then you might as well go ahead and put you a good set of threads on there and if we uh we make them here of course so if we can help you or sell you some strings we'd be happy to archery we get a lot of orders from there so check us out
1: I just think a lot of it's got to do with the string stretch on them. I mean, yeah.
0: Well, like, well, you know, as much as I do, you don't have much tension and you serve them, then they're kind of binding up under the mm-hmm. serving. And then you just get them back to length and don't stretch them. You know, there's a, there's a, like when we put them on our 400 pound stretchers for about 20 minutes, they move a good bit and then yeah, they, they, they just do. stop. So, you know, I don't know, put but, a good string on it.
1: But, you know, and, to also add to that, most of these companies are making these strings as fast as they oh, yeah. can to get them out on I agree. bows and yeah. everything. So, But, you know, like you said, get a good set of strings if you keep having problems with it. Yeah. Our next one comes in from the 854. Any advantage of shooting 125 grain over 100 grain tips?
0: Not really. Uh, it's going to slow your bow down. You may get a little bit more kinetic energy. If you're a front of center man and you want a lot of front of center, you know, a, more, a lot of weight forward type thing, then 125 is fine. Either one's going to do the same thing ultimately. Um, it's, it's not going to do that big a difference, you know. If you're wanting a heavier arrow, according to what you're shooting, you know, you could probably build out a, a lot heavier arrow altogether, not just the tip, but uh, not, 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 I can't talk, not a huge advantage one way or another, you know. I've shot anywhere from 75 grain to 125s in my shooting days or my time or whatever you want to say and i've killed deer with all of them and had good flying arrows with all of them so i don't know no no big nothing is going like if you switch over it's going to be like oh man i'm shooting way better and i mean you know
1: used to well i say used to but most of the time you know we talk about the box stores and everything and you know just here recently we have we've had a lot of people come in and call and say we don't have any shops around us but nine times out of ten if you walk into a a, a local shop or a box store nine times out of ten you can find a hundred grain just like that yeah and that's
0: the other thing like you well, like you saying if if you go hunting somewhere and all of a sudden something happens you broadheads or you break them or whatever you can find a hundred grain broadhead um you know, very, I mean,
1: I ain't gonna say very few, but we don't see many 125s coming
0: in anymore. No, um, used to you'd see a few, I don't see many 85 or 75s anymore. I don't know, it's almost 100 across the board, mm-hmm. but so, but
1: that's just something you know, that's something I look at too because I thought about switching to a 125 just to tinker with, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting and I got thinking, well, which I'll probably never make it out west or somewhere to hunt, but you know you walk into a academy a Dix, or mm-hmm. whatever a bass pro cabela's they're gonna have a good supply of 100 grains in there so you know that's kind of what i looked at just you know always just in case but well that's all i got on questions
0: thank y'all for sending them in and keep on sending them in oh yeah but uh our hunting season here just ended so hope everybody had a good didn't we have a youth day today i think I've seen a bunch of people as you day to day. Um, hopefully, everybody had a good season. I'm, I know it's still going in some parts of the country because I've talked to people on the phone that were calling about bows and stuff, but... Um, I don't know about you, but I'm eating a big old bowl of tag soup here yeah.
1: for two, in a couple of days. It was
0: sort of a weird year, it seemed like. like. We had a very short time where people were killing big deer, and the rest of the mm-hmm. time, it was kind of like they're moving at night, nobody's seeing anything, so... I don't know how y'all's hunting season was, but it was sort of a weird one here to me, at least.
1: Not saying I didn't see deer. I just, I hunted a good bit, seen a couple does, but I don't know about you, but I've kind of got to the point. Don't get me wrong, I love hunting with a bow. And a doe walk out, I still get excited like it's a buck, but I haven't taken a good buck to, you know, go on my walk so you know this year was i had a mind this well now this past year in the last couple of years i've had the mindset of i'm gonna just wait wait on a buck a decent buck try to get one for the wall so you know a lot of people are that way now oh yeah
0: and so
1: that's that's the reason i'm eating tag soup.
0: yeah it's just seemed like every time i i don't know everything's moving at night on me but Hunting season's over. What have you heard about uh, new product-wise Is going to be at the ATA show? Have you heard, other than I already mentioned, El- uh, Last Chance is going to have some kind of a product? I know Vapor, Tr-
1: Vapor Trail put out their new uh, Gen 7X limb-driven rest this year. We'll probably order some of them. Um, I, I know, new- from what I can tell, they redesigned it a little bit. And I, if I'm not mistaken what I read, I know with most – of like that gen 7 you had to run run it from the top
0: limb yeah
1: this year i think you can actually run it from the bottom limb so gotcha and they i think they recoded the, the the little flipper that comes up i guess hmm. that's the right word for it but gotcha um the v i think they recoded it in something and they also have the bow specific riser specific mountains mounts for it
0: we'll definitely be checking that out i know athens is coming out with some bows Yep, athens is one of those companies they only come every couple years the ata and i know they're a super small company but they got some good looking bows and we've actually had like two of them come in the shop in the last month from random people so Mm -hmm. i'll just be curious to see what they do um what else i don't
1: think Hampsky has said anything i was kind of waiting on them
0: yeah there's a new specialty peep geared toward the hunting, the hunting crowd with yep. verifiers and stuff um uh, that's about all i've heard i think um i'm sure there'll be new broadhead stuff but i hadn't heard much yet i hadn't either i rumor had it that g5 was doing something but i heard something about a solid blade montec with no vented holes i don't know if that's true or not but that's what i'd heard i mean that's
1: that's that's a rumor that we'd heard um i know Bonin come out with a new fletching geared towards traditional shooters called the griffin
0: (laughs) i haven't seen that
1: it's it's worth taking a look at it's it's kind of out there a little bit is it i'll have to scope that out i know they
0: released that um i hadn't seen the new black eagle revelation arrow in person yet i hadn't either i'm not planning on getting any because it's like a 300 dollars a dozen small diameter tournament geared field arrow but i would like to see them just to say i've tinkered with them you know i hadn't
1: heard nothing from like victory if they've got a new arrow because you know two years ago they come out with that that extortion extortion. yeah that
0: was a big deal we may get a few of them Uh, stabilizers i hadn't heard anything quivers i hadn't heard anything you know, Trophy Ridge, they got the Hitman lineup, yeah. you know,
1: the hunting side. Well, they actually come out with um, tournament bars this year. Yeah. Excel released. They've already released their, you know, they come out with the center point, front bar or front quick disconnect. They got a V-bar and then just regular sidebar bracket. And they also have stepped into the car, into the uh, stabilizer market too. Hmm.
0: I seen I seen something about that. I'll be curious to look at that. And I hadn't seen the Trophy Ridge ones in person. They look, from
1: what I can tell, they look exactly like the Hitmans. are just longer.
0: The uh, I'm trying to think of what else I've seen. I hadn't seen much else stabilizer wise. And there's always like a big bow company that does like a nobody knows about release at the ATA. I don't know who it'll be, but you never know when. Hoyt or matthews or somebody's going to do like a office or Botek a release and be like okay we didn't see this coming psc's done it before
1: uh the year that we were in the first year that well not the first year for me going to indy that's when matthews come out with the what was it the trx five no what was it
0: Um oh, tx5 or something like no, that no it was that cheaper one it looked like a um the older like the chill type Mm -hmm. stuff the uh man i can't think of the name i can't either
1: but they came out with that at the show obsession did that hb 30 i think it
0: was yeah 33 33 and then um or no they came out with a something 30 it wasn't hb it was the uh i know fx 30 or something like that Yeah, something like that
1: and then elite
0: yeah, they've done some stuff. They did. They like did a, a bro- Ritual 35 one time and all yeah. this. So uh, I'll be curious to see. There, there'll be some stuff crawling in the crossbow world. I don't know what's going on. Raven or whoever may come out with something cool. So we will keep y'all posted on that. Tournament season's here in South Carolina, at least. We just hit January. So I actually think this coming weekend when we're gone, there's a first tournament down at Myrtle Beach and in Columbia, maybe. And, and then we got I, indoor stuff getting fired up. And I think in the next few weeks, we got some more close local tournaments. And we're going to actually have one here at the shop at the end of January. So we're getting excited for that. I'm glad we don't get the snow that the northern, northern states get. Because if our 3D season was only like late spring and summer, I'd be like, man, this sucks. Yeah. Um, we might get a little chilly. And we have shot in the snow here a time or two, but not yeah. like three foot. We're talking about just little sprinkles of snow. So. Yeah
1: i'm i'm ready for 3d this year well i guess i say i'm ready i still need to put a new set of threads on my on my prime but get ready but i'm ready to shoot some 3d since deer season's closed Yep. something to do on the weekend
0: i got that new prime i did the video the the uh, black series 9 and with the orange riser i got to get it built up put some some of our strings on it get all that fixed up i'll probably do a video on that in the next few weeks we've already shot a little bit of indoor playing around um we don't have much indoor here in the state just one or two little tournaments but i'll probably shoot those and then a bunch of 3d so it's that time hopefully everybody else is getting geared up for either indoor or 3d yep a lot of
1: big stuff you know um total archery i think they've got their full schedule out now which they're coming back to tennis, Belvedere, Tennessee, so we'll be hitting that again. Um, R100's coming back to Homer, Georgia, so we'll be hitting that.
0: Mm-hmm. All um, of our local stuff in all, South Carolina and Georgia. Yep. <clears throat> so
1: I don't know of any other big national shoots besides the r one. Well, the ASA, we're, yeah. we're going to try to hit some of those this year. We kind of, last year was...
0: We fell off the wagon last year. Yeah, and
1: which... You know, I think we've talked about it on podcasts before, but, you know, they're not going back to Appleton, Georgia. They're,
0: yeah. We'll have to drive to Alabama, which yep. is not the end of the world, but uh, a little bit further than what we normally have to go. But uh, I guess we'll get off here. And the next time y'all should hear us, if you're listening to this today, it comes out. It'll be tomorrow morning. Um, if you're listening to it later, then listen to our little ATA series of things we do. But thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch y'all next time. Take it easy.